You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to bring another YouTube chat to you today. Uh, I think it's more important than ever right now. And this is something that's actually, it's really resonating with me lately. I, I recently, I, I've been probably like a lot of you, I've been wanting to get into organic YouTube and building a YouTube channel for a long time. And I've had different spurts where I have tried to do it. And then I've been sort of disappointed because nobody's watching the videos. <laughs> no matter how good they may be, they're just not picking up traction because YouTube can be a slow burn. But the thing is, it's so funny because recently I, uh, I decided to make a YouTube video on iOS 14 and it kind of blew up. And all of a sudden YouTube started saying, hey, we should start showing more people this guy's videos. And since then it's been, a, it started skyrocketing my, my own YouTube channel and it, it's all about visibility and now I'm all in on it. And so sometimes it really can just take one video and um, I've started to see the benefits. It's growing my email list. It's growing my, I've gotten clients through it actually, uh, you know, already in the past three weeks. Um, I mean, things are really, really happening. So I'm excited to invite uh, Wes McDowell on. It's funny, Wes found out about me because he watched my video. And, you know, uh, Wes has a huge, huge YouTube channel, 128,000 subscribers. So I'm super excited to learn from him here since I'm in the nascent stages of it. Uh, he's the host of the Profitable Website Podcast. And I'll have a link here in the description. And he can tell you at the end how you can find his YouTube channel. It's a great YouTube channel. Wes is an awesome guy, as you're going to find out. And he's going to tell us how to grow and get clients and business through organic YouTube. Thanks for being here, Wes. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. There was a... Uh... It was great kismet finding you on YouTube that day. So glad, glad we connected. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about how you started on YouTube. Why did you start a channel and how did it grow? Okay, so we got to go back to before I was really making a go at YouTube. I was just basically, I had my own web design company, kind of a one-man operation. And I started thinking, well, I should probably make some videos, like answering some common questions putting some just basic stuff up on YouTube for clients to see, potentially. Had no plan for it. Then one day I made a video, basically it was like the top 10 web design trends of, I think it was 2016 at that point. It kind of went a little viral. I, I mean, I use viral loosely, it's all a sliding scale, but it ended up getting about 70,000 views on this video just because I think web design trends is something that people were searching for. Right. So unfortunately, it was probably all web designers. It was not anybody who was ever going to hire me. But the, the good news is once you get a momentum going, I got, you know, probably about 4000 subscribers from that video alone. Then when it came and I kind of just left it alone at that point, didn't really do much. Then at a certain point, probably two years later, I started really thinking about making a go of YouTube in a real way. So the good news is I wasn't starting from scratch at that point. I already had like 4,000 subscribers. So my videos had a little bit more like kindling, I guess, underneath them to catch fire. Because people so, continued to watch the video, right? I mean, that's yeah. the glory of YouTube, right? Is that it's not like there and then gone. Oh, they yeah. continued to search for it and you would show up in the results, right? Absolutely. And this, this one happened to be a little time stamped because it said, you know, trends of 2016. So that doesn't help it a lot, but yeah, you're right. Sure. If you have evergreen content, 
it is always there working for you in the background, like as a salesperson, basically for your business. So yeah, it's a great way to just get found for, for what you're an expert in. That's for sure. And so what happened there? You, you sort of started to, you, you just went back to it and you found that the momentum was already going and like, what, what happened then? Yeah. So, I mean, when I say momentum, it's, it's slow going, even with 4,000 subscribers, it was slow. I mean, I would think looking, I looked back at my analytics uh, just out of curiosity a few weeks ago, and I was getting like maybe 20 subscribers a day, maybe a hundred views a day. And at that, at that time, I thought that was great. And it was for where I was then. Um, but then you have to keep going in a really consistent way to see any results. That's the thing. I was doing back then two videos a week, every single week. I was like, I'm going to do this thing. And I did it. And it, it started slowly kind of ramping up slowly, slowly, slowly. Then I remember the, the week that it really kind of hit a new level. It was right around Christmas, go figure. You would think no one's watching at that point. But what I had done is I'd made, I don't remember what the topic was. Let's, let's say it was about Facebook ads for 2019 or whatever that year was. It wasn't 20, it was just about to be 2019. So I made this video. It was one of the first ones on the subject with the, that year in it. So it kind of got a little bit of a push. Similar, I think, to your video that did really well because it was in the news. It's a news item that people were actively searching on. Yeah, there's a few videos, but not a ton of them. So you are one of the ones that came up for me and you did a good job explaining the topic in a way that I'm like, okay, I get it with this guy so much so that I want to invite him on <laughs> my YouTube channel to talk about it there. So it always helps to talk about something relevant just to get that initial traction, like initial and uh, relevant and timely. But those are the videos that are going to be kind of a flash in the pan and then gone. Unfortunately, that's why you have to have a good mix of evergreen as well as those more timely videos. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think what's interesting is it, it, that it can be so good to discovery. And that's what I sort of noticed. I mean, as soon mm -hmm. as I, when, when I was starting to, cause I had this moment where I was like, I'm going to do the YouTube channel thing. And I was like, I had a whole system and I was shooting, like I would do a shoot and batch shoot like five or six videos and like do the whole thing. Um, and like nothing was getting any traction because I just, I was just hidden from the YouTube algorithm at that point. Right. And so yeah. it was just, it was difficult. Um, but then I realized, you know, like all you got to do, as you were saying, is it's like this gigantic boulder, but as soon as you can finally get it pushed a little bit and get a little bit of momentum, then if you're consistent and your content is good, then you can yeah. continue to like that. Then, then YouTube will push you because you're starting to accumulate watch time. You're basically sending signals to the algorithm that your video is worth watching. Right. And, 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 yeah. and that your account, it's, I mean, it's at an account level, right? Like your channel is worth, is worth watching. And so when I, when I did this, I was like, ah, I figured it out. Like you got a news jack, you got to like mm -hmm. <laughs> find, like you have to news jack a little bit and figure out like where, like, uh, um, yeah. I mean, for this, I did it like I didn't, and I didn't give it a whole lot of thought, but a little bit, like I was kind of like, huh, I know there's no videos on YouTube about this. Why don't I just do one? And yeah. uh, because I want to become an expert on it so that I can serve my clients better because it'll help me understand it more. And then it sort of turned into another thing. 
Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. So, so that's a good tip for anybody. I can just tell you from personal experience and Wes had the same experience. If you're having trouble getting your channel going, try doing some news jacking and just like, um, add some commentary and some good content about something that people are talking about in your niche to see yeah. if you can start giving the algorithm a little bit of a push because Google loves new updated stuff. Like it'll prioritize that stuff. So for sure, you know, so, so that's, that's just awesome. And once you start sending a signal to the YouTube algorithm that your content is worth watching, then the other content that you make, people will start watching that as well. And um, I've, I've absolutely loved it. Um, so, so, so let's talk about what you did with it then. So, so at what point did you start thinking and strategizing around actually, well, well, how your YouTube channel would fuel your business because it doesn't do anything in and of itself, right? I mean, sure. like, it's not like ad revenue is like a thing that you're going to make a lot of money no. off of on YouTube. So you have to actually use it as a sort of top of funnel for your business. So how, how did that sort of enter the picture for you? Yeah. So that was always built into it. That was what I was going into this for. Ads like ad revenue never even figured into it. I would say to anybody who's thinking of starting a channel for the ad money, good luck to you. Like <laughs> you're, you're much better using it to sell your own stuff, possibly even affiliate stuff, but to sell to get ad money, no thanks. I mean, you've got to, you've got to have millions of views a month to make thousands of dollars a month. Like it's insane. So what I decided to do is just basically make these videos that were going to educate my clients a little bit on what, how I did things differently and why they should care about it. So for instance, I was, like I said, at a web design company, but we didn't focus on just pretty websites like almost everybody else does. I had a process of discovery, of figuring out what you as a business owner needs to put in your website to get you more clients and more business. So I, there was a lot of education that had to happen for those would-be clients to see the value in that and start thinking about their website in a different way. So that was basically the gist of my channel and like what I would talk about. These are the pages you need. These are the pages you don't. So I would do all that. And I kind of started off with having a call to action at the end of every video. Come to my website, fill out this form, schedule a consultation, that kind of thing. It worked out okay. I, I would definitely get consultations out of it. And like the, the side benefit of this was before they would watch my videos, I'd have to get on these sales calls and they felt like sales calls, right? I was selling. Okay, this is why you need to hire me. This is why what I do is better versus cut to the people who'd already seen a couple of my videos. They already knew my process. They, this is going to sound kind of douchey and I don't mean it to, but they, there was like a little bit of a fame factor in their mind because they had seen several videos of me. It's like, it's mini, I call it like mini fame or whatever, but they were like, oh, it's you, like, great to talk to you. And they, it was a lot less, a lot fewer barriers at that point because they felt like yeah. they knew me, you know? It's amazing. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a book last year. And uh, it's almost a year old now. And I've gotten on sales calls on Zoom where somebody will be like, hey, Matt, oh, so nice to talk to you. Yeah, I got your book. I've been reading it. And I'm like, <laughs> great, this is going to be yeah. easy. Seriously. I mean, like, you've already committed to <laughs> learning from me. So yeah. I mean, like, 
you know, I mean, so it's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's it's difficult to know what to do with your personal brand because, of course, you don't want to necessarily build a business just around your personal brand. But it's it, it's yeah, it makes a lot of sense when they're already warmed up like that for sure. So, how yeah. are you doing it that in those early days? You say that you were requesting consultations. What are we talking about here? Let's go into the nitty gritty. Are we are we talking about like calling it out in the video and the description, just putting it in the description? Like, what was the funnel? Yeah. So I think I definitely verbally said it at the end of every episode. I think there were some videos where I would even go so far as in the beginning to say something like I would kind of break it up a little bit, vary it. I would always have it in the description, always have it as a call to action at the end to come to the, through my website. But I do want to say though, that is not the way you should do it necessarily. Mm. It's a little, mm -hmm. goes a little against common belief, but you had Tim Schmoyer on your show, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I went through his program. I paid them a lot of money to find out some really interesting things. So I'll give you guys one of them. Tim may have hit on it, but the thing that YouTube wants from you, if they're going to keep promoting your videos, is they want you to keep people on YouTube. They do not want you taking them off of YouTube to your website. So here's what I learned in Tim's program that I think is like the key to all of this. Three out of four videos should basically, the call to action should be, now I've got the next best video for you to watch. You've learned this, now you need to learn this. And you click the end screen, you click the little thumbnail that pops up and say, and then this video is gonna teach you how to do this. And this is why it's the next logical step. So click there and I'll see you over there in a second. Then every fourth video, now you can sell. It's the same as like how I look at email marketing. You just have, you, you build them up, you build up the momentum for three in a row, then you sell. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Do you still have stuff in the description no matter what? Yeah, I, I always have it in, in the description. Yeah, there's always like a um, boilerplate end of the description that has a link to my masterclass and my uh, kickstart calls for consultations. Right. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. It's important to have that there for sure. Yeah. That that's interesting because one of the things um, that's, that's interesting about YouTube is that um, the average YouTube user spends an average of 40 minutes in one session on YouTube, a heck of yeah. a lot of time. But of course that's not one video YouTube wants you to, and they promote you to continue binge watching. So that's good. Yeah. So, so that actually leads into another interesting question. And obviously I've talked to, I've had Jesse Monk on the call. I've had Tim Schmoyer. I've had um, Owen video on the call and they, they all have different ideas about this, which is cool. Like there's so many different ways to do it. How do yeah. you structure your YouTube videos script wise or structure wise to make sure that you're uh, playing into the algorithm as well as creating great content. Yeah, sure. So I, I follow a few approaches. So basically video creators, you know, Tim Schmoyer, they're all about their whole philosophy is it's about like not relying so much on keywords and stuff, but just more about delivering something valuable for people. Versus, yeah. you, you know, Sonny Leonard Doozy, she's another YouTube person. Oh yeah. I love Sonny. Yeah, I do too. She's, she's, she's all about search though. She pushes search a lot. Yeah, she is. So like, I find that it, they're, they're two different camps, but what I've done is I've kind of put them together. So I do mm -hmm. the search for some videos and I'll get, so th there's two questions at play here. So first of all, the way you title them, there's two different ways to do it. There's one building curiosity. There's one using keywords. I think it's good to do some videos for discoverability, meaning people will find you in the search. And then some videos that are just meant to like get people interested who are already following you. 
right? So it's not something they would search on, but once they see it, they're like, oh, that looks great or interesting, or I got to see what's on the other end of that. So I do that, but I also follow Sonny's um, HOT method. It's H-O-T. I think it's hook, outcome, testimonial, basically. So you start a video with some kind of a hook, basically telling them what, you, what exactly what they're going to learn in this video, like exactly, right. so they know they're in the right place. Then quickly tell them the outcome. So by the end of this video, you'll be able to do this, or you'll know how to do this. And the testimonial means, um, and this is the same method that I use on my clients and has been shown time and time again to work like gangbusters. So you use all three of those in a row very quickly. Then just as quickly you get into the meat of the training, assuming that this is actually educational material. There's, I don't know about the entertainment side. I had no idea. But then here's the really important part. So in the end, what everyone does is they say something like, all right, guys, that was great. Hopefully you learned a lot. They're out at that point because they know it's over. Yeah. I never do that. That's one thing I learned from video creators that's changed everything. As soon as you're done teaching, you, you use no wrap-up language at all. It's just, okay, so now that you know this, now this is the next important thing you need to know. Click here to learn more, to watch that video. That's great. Zero yeah, that's great. <laughs> it feels yeah. a little jarring to do it, but it, it gets people right into the next video. Of course. Yeah. 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 No, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. I've been doing uh, a similar thing. I mean, I, I, I've, I've never really, um, uh, I mean, I've tried all sorts of stuff over time. And, and of course, Sonny's is not, too, like, they're all sort of similar. Like you got to have a hook because the first three mm -hmm. to five seconds are still like so, so, so important. But that needs to be a hook that actually hooks because you have to get them through the video because watch time is so important. So you need to actually get them through the video. Like, why do you want to watch the whole thing? You can't give it all away, right? Totally. Uh, but it was funny. I did. Uh, so Social Media Examiner invited me out to San Diego to do a bunch of YouTube videos. I spent all day. I shot like seven or eight videos. And they have a very specific way that they do it. And I've started following that. And basically, it's all mm -hmm. the same. It's just basically, it's similar. It's like hook. Uh, but then the one thing that I'll add here that I've been doing in my YouTube videos that I was doing for them is always a bonus at the end. Like I, I, stick I around that to the on end. Their videos. I've yeah. been binging on their videos and I've noticed they all do that. So I'm like, oh, that's something that's probably like <laughs> boilerplate yeah. for them, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. We used to straight. Yeah. We, we, but, but before we did the take for every video, we would strategize like, what's the bonus going to be? Hmm. Mm -hmm. But then we, we would also strategize. This is interesting. We would also strategize around. Um, what the videos were that we were going to tease to at the end, right? So mm -hmm. that we could do the same thing. Like there's no, actually I teach public speaking at a college in, in, in college at Kane University. And one of the, 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 the public speaking academic term is called break light. Meaning like you actually okay. start to signal that the speech is about to end. And so it's actually quite a good rule like to not have a brake light on YouTube, right? Yeah. You're just sort of going, 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 going. So yeah, that's a great just point. Crash I try right to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll finish my body teaching is what I've been doing lately. This is what I did at Social Media Exam and I'm just sort of stealing that format. And then I'll go into my bonus. Just like I told you, I'm going to go into this other thing and now I'm blah, 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 blah. Here's my one simple hack to blah, blah, blah. I'll teach that. And then I'll just sort of be like, now, listen, you have to watch this video over here because this video is going to show you how to this. And this video is going to provide context about blah, 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 blah. See you later. Yeah. So hopefully well, it's promoting binge watching. I don't think I have enough sure. analytics on my end screen to like, to like really dig into it. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see that stuff 
in action. Um, so uh, well, I think, what I you think could the bonus too, is the added thing. Yeah, what you could do too, I'm just thinking out loud, the bonus could be the next video, right? So like, and I've got a bonus bonus uh, information at the end, whatever, for this. And then the bonus oh, is just what's interesting. The, the topic interesting. of the next video. That'd be an interesting thing to test at some point. I don't think people would feel cheated by that, right? I don't think so. I, I mean, so. it's, it's not it's like they can't watch video. it. I mean, they can watch yeah, it. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like any good TV show ends on a cliffhanger. Come on. Right. That's how right, they get right, you. Right. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, so we've got the, and, and, and so what about what that offer is? So for me, I use like, right now I'm currently using just like a lead magnet, you know, to sort of build my list. You do a sort of bigger call to action, which is actually asking for consultation calls. Have you experimented with those different call to actions? Well, I don't do that anymore. I don't do services anymore. I've switched to, I have an, a, ah. a course that I offer. So what I do is I still okay, have- Okay, so how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, I get people to sign up for my masterclass. That's it. So it's, it, think of it, it's a lead magnet, but it's a webinar, basically. It's something, so, okay, so, so, so it, it's a free webinar. Yes, but okay. it's pretty valuable. So the, it, it goes into some high, as webinars do, it goes into the high level overview of what they need to know. Then it sells them- my paid course after that. So um, I don't hit up my paid consultations. That's just something, cause I don't love doing them if I'm being honest. I just, I charge a good amount of money to do it. And for the people that want it, it's there, but I don't really talk about it much anymore. And I don't right. do any kind of free like discovery calls or anything like that anymore. Cause that's my business isn't structured that way anymore. Yeah, of course. But of when course. I did, I guess I can still answer the question for anyone who wants to do it though. I mean, all I would really do is um, just say at the end of the video, again, at the end of one out of every four videos, I would say, and if you need help with any of this stuff, I would love to talk to you about it. I can walk you through any um, issues you're having. Just click over here to schedule a consultation. So that would basically be a sales call, but with the caveat of, I would also spend a little bit of quality time with you if you had a question as well. Right. Because yeah, that's a good way sense. to get people in the door, you know? So you have, so, so you have it all set up on the webinar side. So you have like, um, you, you have an email sequence that they go into, I assume in the webinar, yep. and then it sells the course. What, what's the price point of the course? The course. So the course is, if you went to my website, it's 697, but the point of the, no one buys it at that price. Like it's not that it's not worth it at that price, but people don't find it on their own. What they right. do is they go in, they sign up for the masterclass. Then the offer at the end of the webinar is, here's my course. Here's what it costs for the average Joe coming to my website. But for you, $3.97. And they have a right. week to buy at that point. I have a deadline funnel installed. So they have one week before the price jacks back up again. And, that, and that's just, and that's working well. And you're getting all your leads from YouTube on that right now? As of now, I'm uh, I'm That's just great. starting Facebook ads this week to ramp up the cold traffic because I'm reaching a point where I feel like the new leads are kind of not as much as they were in the beginning when it was new and there was a buildup of people. So now it's kind of like they're going little by little. So I'm, I'm needing to reach cold audiences. So starting Facebook ads, but as, as of now, every single seat of my course has been sold through organic uh mostly from YouTube, probably some from my podcast, but mostly YouTube. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So, so let's talk a little bit more about the ins and outs here. So we talked about how we start these videos. 
Um, and we talked a little, and what about um, getting people to subscribe? What do you have installed in the videos and in the SEO and all that stuff to like get people to su subscribe? To subscribe to me on YouTube? To your channel, yeah. Nothing anymore. Um, that's one thing that they told us at Video Creators was, um, and I think it makes a lot of sense. People know they can subscribe if they know what's going on in YouTube, they know what's up. So if they like your channel, they'll subscribe. What I found is when people do that whole, and, and of course, if you like, or if you like this video, give us a thumbs up and subscribe, like it kills the momentum. And that's what sends people running. People have an incredibly low amount of patience on YouTube because <laughs> they know they've got infinite choices. So, right. Right. Interesting. Is there anything mm -hmm. else that you do? Do you do it on the description? Do you do it in the watermark? Anything like that? Any the watermark. Yeah. There's just that little watermark to subscribe. Um, but then again, that's not that necessary because it's just right under the video. I just, uh, trust that if they like the content, they'll subscribe and they do. So, right. That's awesome. Yeah. So how do you serve them? I think that when, when you have a channel that has this many, like that many subscribers, you have 128,000 subscribers. I mean, I would assume that you're thinking about that community a lot when you're creating your content, right? Yeah. I'm, I've gotten to a point where I kind of know more or less what they're into and what they're not. Um, every now and then I'm surprised. Like, I'll, like the other day I did a video about how to choose the perfect website colors. Cause I know people that are my average channel viewer subscriber is someone who's trying to kind of DIY their marketing and their website. And that's a sticking point for people, but um, it didn't go over at all. It was just like, it just kind of tanked. Um, but then whenever I do a video on Facebook ads, which by the way, is not the thing that I offer, you know, for my, it's kind of maddening because my most popular videos have the least to do with like what I'm selling on the other end. But Here's the thing, anyone who's running Facebook ads is probably, except for the people who are running them for a living, people who have a small business. So then they'll subscribe based on the Facebook ads video. And then next week, when I talk about, some, have a video about their website, a certain percentage of them will be into that video. So they'll watch it. Um, but when we're talking about the size of my audience, it is a little bit of a misconception, I guess, because here's the thing about at least my audience, it's a little transient because think about it. When people are thinking about doing Facebook ads or they're thinking about uh, getting their website set up, they're not necessarily interested in that content forever. They don't necessarily unsubscribe either. So it's like my numbers of views are not necessarily what you would expect for having 128,000 subscribers, if that makes sense. Because I think people just, they stop caring about it at a certain point. So you're very often playing to the cold audience no matter what. And your account mm -hmm. is just sending amazing signals to the algorithm because you've grown such a big channel. Well, I think it's important to keep in mind though, that YouTube basically treats videos on a video by video basis. They don't really reward channels all that much. It's much more just about, I mean, there is a little bit of like, if we know this guy's chat, if, if he talks like, for instance, whenever I put out a Facebook ad, it always does better. And I think that's because YouTube kind of knows that my YouTube video, Facebook ad videos do a little bit better than my other ones. So there's a little bit of that, but it's all, it's very much video by video. If this video is tanking in the first 24 hours, they're going to stop showing it. Mm, interesting. Does that answer your question? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what if so so I'm 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 guessing a lot of people that are listening here haven't haven't gone all in on the YouTube thing. So what what do we do if we're just starting out? What are the biggest the biggest tips that 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 you have for folks that are just starting out? Because it can feel really daunting. You know, it's sort of yeah. it's one of these things where everyone feels like they need to do it. Some of them have run into issues like me, where they just like ran it, like kept trying to do it, and it was hard to get momentum. Eventually, I broke through, but it was so hard up to then that yeah. I'm almost like it's surprising that I eventually did right that I eventually kept trying. So some people may be hitting a brick wall, but I'm guessing a lot of people just feel daunted by the idea of going into it because doing a YouTube channel, I remember when I was running video at New York Magazine, they were like, hey, can we start a YouTube channel? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, because we were a, like, I, I made the video team to be a Facebook video team, like, and to, and to rock social video. And the YouTube okay. game is so much different. And I was like, I don't know, like we may have to hire somebody, like who's gonna like, bake the end screens in and who's going to like optimize the SEO on the channel and like make the playlists and like do all this yeah. in the descriptions and the uh. SEO and the blah, blah, blah. It like, it can be a lot. So, so what do we do if we're just starting out? Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously all the mindset stuff, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll skip most of that. Cause I just, I think I believe in action. So the first thing you need to do is figure out what that plan is. Like, what are you going to drive people toward? What's the goal? right? Don't just make videos to make them. Like if it's to ultimately to get people on your uh, email list or to get consultations, sell products, whatever it is. Second of all, you got to figure out what your niche is going to be to talk about. And the challenge sometimes is when we're talking about niche content, it can oftentimes, we can make it in the wrong way to where it attracts competitors or people that do what we do rather than people that will pay us for what we do. Like that web design trends video I did, no client was typing in web design trends. It was web designers that were doing right. that. So you gotta be really careful about your angles, right? How you're gonna talk about things to, to your clients. And there's not always going to be a need, like you gotta ask yourself in your business, are your clients ever going to go to YouTube for this? Or are you just spinning your wheels? Because it's YouTube's not a great fit for every single kind of business, let's face it. So do that, figure out what your angle is. Then the best thing you can do is come up with like 20 different topics and titles. And then um, you want to do some keyword research. I use a tool called Morning Fame, which I love. A lot of people talk about TubeBuddy, which I think is also great, but I've never used yeah, it. Yeah, I have TubeBuddy. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's the bigger, it's the bigger one. So, but basically you find your keywords and it tells you, at least with morning fame, how you're likely to do with your channel size. And they'll give you like, okay, that keyword phrase you're never going to rank for, but how about this like more long tail one, fewer people are searching for it, but you've got a shot to be found for that one. So you got to come up with those titles first, then the topics, then write out outline script, whatever you want to do. And then I would always recommend batching them because if you if you'd have to do this every week, you're going to give up pretty quickly because the mindset part here is just this. You have to go into this knowing two things. First of all, your first 10, 20 videos are probably going to suck. Mine definitely suck. Like they're terrible. They look bad. I look very um, uncomfortable on camera in those early ones, but you got to keep doing it to get better. And then the other thing is it doesn't happen overnight. As you know, as I know, you got to keep on grinding it. And then maybe about after a year, that sounds very discouraging, I know, 
But I always tell people the upside on the other end of it, when you've made it, is life-changing and just business-changing in all kinds of ways. So totally worth it. Not to mention you can do other things with these videos. You know, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a year of video that goes down the tube. Um, I mean, I mean, we'll always for example, yeah, for example, when I started getting, you know, all the subscribers coming in, I had one of my um, interns redo all my crappy thumbnails from my old videos <laughs> so, so, so that like there were like we could get attention to those videos. And then I started throwing them on end screens and stuff. They were there. Yeah. Um, and also I use them on my website. I've put them in emails for email marketing. Um, I have some tutorials on certain stuff that I've even sent to clients, especially around the new mm. iOS 14 stuff with the video. Like I made the like in how to install CAPI on Shopify video. And, but I made it, I made it because that's where everybody was coming to me right then so that I could, and I kept getting comments on YouTube, like, Hey, can you make this video? Can you make this video? Yeah. So then I was responding to those comments, but then I would also send the clients like, Hey, here's something to follow. If you need to verify your domain, here's something to follow. If you need to install this on Shopify, whatever it may be. So making video in general is like probably not a bad idea for your business. So, and, and, and the way that you, so, so if you just structure it for YouTube and have YouTube in mind, then you can sort of play that play that long game. So yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily see it as a sink and you never know when it's going to happen either. I mean, like it could happen faster than a year. I mean, you never know. I mean, oh, who, for sure. who knows? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? And I think the, I think the interesting thing is here, you say you take these different camps um, because as, as you said, like I've had people that talk a lot about, I've had people on the show that talk a lot about search. Um, whereas that was the main thing that Tim and I talked about was forget about all that crap and yeah, just make search. good content <laughs> that you want to make. Yeah. Um, so I also think that this is one of the traps that I fell into that I'm sure resonates with you a little bit with this morning fame thing is that TubeBuddy will be like, basically it'll be like, do you make this video or don't make this video based on the search term that you put in? I'll be like, yeah. Whoa, you have no shot at this video. Now, if I yeah. went and asked like Tim or one of these or, or some other folks about this, they might be like, don't listen to that crap. If you think you can make a great video about this, like go like do a moonshot video so that you can like go and try, because if you do rank for it, you'll blow up and people will love you because at the end of the day, you should make video content that will be good video content. Right. So I think it's a balance, yeah. right? That's how I look at it. I mean, I do videos. Yeah. I do some that are just have very meat and potatoes titles because I know they'll attract the search. I do some that are what we call kind of like title jacking, where you find a really popular video on a topic. That's a Sonny Lenarduzzi thing. Yeah. Is it? I know Owen Videos talked about it. Um, oh, okay. Where you basically, yeah. yeah. Um, you don't exactly steal their title, but you take a lot of the keywords out of it and you add a little bit to it. So that the point being, when someone watches that really popular video, yours might come up later that day suggested. or tomorrow as a suggested video because it's so similar. And maybe they didn't like that first video very much and you're going to do a better job and you're going to connect better with them. So well, I do and then like that. there's the SEO, yeah. right? There's the like, and yeah. then you might start ranking higher in SEO if that's where most of the search, if that's where most of the views came from and then all of a sudden you can win, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. a lot of trial and error and a lot of just kind of borrowing different approaches because that's, a, you got to remember some people are finding you for the first time with a video and some videos are designed to um, ingratiate and build a more of a connection or rapport with the people you've already got. That's why we haven't talked about this yet, but that's why I, I do live videos every month. Those do not do well, right? Like no one's like searching for a Q and a with Wes, you know, but it's yeah. like, 
the people that are subscribed to me, they love it because it builds that connection better. They can ask me questions and I answer them versus just me on top of you know my mountain talking down at them. I'm talking to, with them at that point. So super important to do that as well. Do you get people to like, do you tell like, how do you, how do you let people know that you're going live? So they know to be there for that. I send out an email the day before and then one an hour before to my list. And then I also in YouTube, you've got a, um, a community section where basically they're like, think of them like little posts, you know, and you can send out to all your subscribers that way, let them know, link to it. Um, but above and beyond that, you're live and your subscribers will be notified. Like if they're on YouTube, they'll see that it's happening. Right, right. So Now, what about technology? I think this is the last little piece. I think that's another thing that can intimidate people um, is do I need to, you know, get this like crazy good camera and like, do I like, I don't know how to video edit. What would your advice be to people that are a little taken aback by the technological side? Yeah, so... I'm not going to say, I'm not going to take the, the, give the advice that, oh, it doesn't matter. Just get something up. It has to look nice. People want that, but also doesn't have to be, we, we just dis, uh, discussed before we've recorded that we share the same camera. We have a pretty good one where you've got that depth of field, the Canon M50, but um, you don't have to buy that. If you've got an iPhone, you've got a great camera. You won't have that like blurred background, but Let's be honest, at the end of the day, Matt, we care more about that than the viewers do. <laughs> We're doing that for us, you know? But, um, but yeah, your, your iPhone will shoot just fine. The, the bigger consideration is your sound. People will put up with bad video more than they'll put up with bad sound. So you wanna get a little lav mic or something that's not just what comes out of the, you know, the input in your iPhone. So get that, get a little mic, get a little tripod, Get some lights or, or face the window, you know, just make sure your lighting's good and give a little thought to your background. You know, like there's so many people that they're just like up against a white wall and it looks like a, you know, terrorist video or something. That's not going to be very, the white wall is business. never a good decision. Yeah. I, I yeah. see people do that too. They're like, it's clean, like Apple. I'm like, no, it just looks weird. Yeah. I don't think it looks like how you think it looks like, cause it yeah. just looks like, <laughs> right. yeah. Um, yeah, so just give a little thought to it. There, it does not have to be super well thought out. Like it can literally just be a corner of your house or your office that you kind of put a little bookshelf up or something. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to get business out of this, you need to bring something more to it than um, here's my bed behind me. You know, we're all working from home. I get it, but it's we got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, I've got another tip. Basic video tip: put your camera at eye level. Don't like look up at the camera or like look down at the camera, put it at eye level. It makes a yeah. big difference for like looking more professional. Um, it just makes a huge, 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 it's so easy, but like people don't think about it there. Cause we're, we're so used to holding our phones this way that you think, yeah. Oh, I can just tilt it up or tilt it well, down. The but, shot. Yeah. yeah. You gotta <laughs> have, you gotta have it eye level. It helps a lot. Um, uh, this has been, this has been great Wes. Thank you so much. I mean, it's so interesting to hear all these different perspectives because I mean, 100% there's not one way to win on YouTube. And it's so great to hear different perspectives because everybody's like, I've, I've talked to so many people that have grown their channel in different ways and it yeah. just, it still works. And, and I just steal and, from all the ways. I'm not, I just, yeah. I just go with the experts and pick and choose what they say that makes the most sense to me, you know? 
Right, right. I think I think that's great. Um, so it's been really helpful. Where can we subscribe to you? Yeah, so if you like podcasts, and I think you do because you're listening to this, uh, I've got one. It's called The Profitable Website. You can find it anywhere on uh, where podcasts are. And if you want to check out my channel on YouTube, it's uh, just look up Wes McDowell on YouTube. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Wes. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. It was fun.